And all rise. It's welcome back to Steve Vines for our Thursday thing. We're on Facebook Live today because it's a very special day as he tests Hong Kong's postal service. Yes, and and finds it wanting. So here's the thing. Ever since they painted those letterboxes green, yeah. I have no idea what's going on with the postal service. But, I mean, there's a big dinner at Government House with President Xi Jinping. Yeah. I have sat by my letterbox or rather, whatever it's called. It is called a letterbox, isn't it? It is. Waiting for the invitation. I, I don't get it. it. It didn't arrive. You don't get it. That's just it. Yeah. Oh, oh, is that... So you and Paul are so, going to be in McDonald's. Uh, yes, yes. I, I'm, I'm very, very devastated by this. Mind you, mind you, I am pleased to see that whoever is in charge of planning Xi Jinping's visit, starting today... Now, comrades, Yeah, well, uh, I think a little later in the day, but very very shortly he'll be landing. Okay. Um, is that whoever's responsible for planning it obviously looked at Bookings.com or one of the Last other sites <laughs> that are available and said, you know, next to the Grand Hyatt, there's another hotel. It's a bit cheaper. I'll put you in there. Is that what they... So, yeah, well, that's, I presume, what happened. Victoria so, Villas, is so that where he's No, 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 he's now in the New World, um, oh. which is significantly cheaper than the Grand Hyatt. And I think it's because someone did a bit of Googling before before the arrival. That that explains that. Yeah. But, um, or maybe the other explanation, the one I like, is actually the one that you see in all the party papers, which is most of the papers in Hong Kong. And they say, ah, yes, the great advantage of the New World Hotel. I'm sure other hotels are available, listener. But the great advantage of the New World Hotel is it has a canopy. You so are. that when uh, the president gets in and out of his car... Uh, nobody can um, sort of reach him, you know, by bullet or other method, from above. Is that what it's about? Apparently. Not because it's cheaper. Well, who knows? They've got who a good knows? buffet deal. But, I mean, what, I, what is, of course, really, really interesting about this is President Xi will actually see no one. No one who is a member of the public, no one who hasn't been sort of vetted 29 times and a half to make sure that they will, will just say nice things to him. You know... Even in the very limited world of Chinese Communist Party leaders visiting Hong Kong in the past, they have actually gone out. I mean, gone out of this extraordinary cocoon of security and blah, blah, blah. I remember, for example, Jiang Zemin um, going to, in fact, quite near here, to the Maan Shan shopping centre and standing there. Well, you know, he'd, he'd heard there were some CDs available on the, on, the, on the upper floors that, you know, were a little cheaper than perhaps they were on the lower floors, or, or, or something like that. I don't know the details of which CDs he bought. But the fact of the matter is he did actually get out of the cocoon and say hello to people. I think he even said Leho in, China, in Cantonese, which was pretty breakthrough. Blimey. Um, and then you had, I mean, even Hu Jintao sort of saw people... Sort of. Let's not go overboard. But Xi Jinping will see absolutely no one. This is a He's fact. going to. Yes, this is a fact. It's all been been announced in in the in the public print, so it must be true. Um, I think the closest he's going to get to see anyone other than the official or, or you know the, the great band of sycophants who who follow him around is he's going to meet some youth. Uh, have you ever met any youth? They're, they're younger than what, what you and I are. But apparently the youth he's going to meet are members of this special auxiliary police organisation mm-hmm. who who I, uh, apparently, are, uh, you know, they're politically OK in every sense of the word. And they somehow, I don't know what they do, they do something with the police. And anyway, they've all been thoroughly vetted and every hand has been, you know, 
thoroughly sterilised in case it gets shaken. That's the only youth he's going to visit. Um, he will go by an enormous... Um, what do you call it? An enormous cavalcade will take him out of Wan Chai because that's where he's going to spend practically all of his time in Hong Kong. And that will take him along to Government House for this dinner, which I haven't got the invitation to yet. As I say, great mystery. Other than that, no contact with the Hong Kong public whatsoever. So what does that tell you about really how confident despite all the BS that you hear in official circles, really how confident China is in the popularity of the one country, two systems, how it's turned out. How confident are the authorities really in um, the fact that after 20 years of Hong Kong, Hong Kong people have, have, have really begun loving the leadership of the Communist Party to an extent that they can be trusted to be anywhere near them. I mean, it is extraordinary. I wonder which side this complete no-contact thing came from. Don't know. I mean, <laughs> there is a very, very um, secretive security organisation that surrounds the Chinese presidency, and we don't. nobody actually knows how that works. We just know that it is ever-present and, and they're always by his side. We don't... And, mm. I mean, these, these were the people who, for example, suggested to the Queen when he went to England that a member of the security entourage might like to be in the carriage as, as President Xi and the Queen were going down Palmal. And apparently she went, no, no, we don't do that. Well, <laughs> we don't know, we don't know, we don't know. But There's what, a lot we don't know, what, but what, we, own, yeah. we, we know outcomes. And outcomes are an almost paranoid fear of the President of the People's Republic of China meeting an unscheduled person. That much we do know. Wasn't there a visit plan that got canned or something? A visit? To, you know, hello, I'm a person. No, I don't think there was. <laughs> I don't think that was ever on the agenda. But, I mean, it, it's now got to really, really kind of... I mean, this is sort of uncomfortable, but then you've got this Orwellian business with the cops saying yesterday to journalists who are covering it. And remember... It's quite hard to get accreditation to cover this. Mm. And they've left all of that to the last minute as well. Go figure. I mean, there was never any question that, that these 20th anniversary celebrations were going to happen on... Oh, that's right, the 20th anniversary of the SAR. Even I can work that out. Mm. But, you know, they've left the accreditation last minute. And now they've issued this warning that journalists <coughs> who um, will be ejected from any event that they're covering, if they're... Uh, uh, act, if, they, if they engage in activities which are incompatible with reporting. Meaning what? If well, they decide th to play th hockey or something? This is a very good point. So, funnily enough, the assembled hackery did ask Mr Plod, so what does that mean? He said, well, I can't tell you that. Oh, I saw that. I can't tell you that. Well, we'll see. We'll see how it pans out. Well, will it be um, what happened when Hu Jintao was here? And a, a reporter from Apple Daily asked him for comments about uh, Tiananmen. That's called a question in, in my book, journalistic. He was hustled out of the room by a policeman and detained. Given a good talk. So, you know, I mean, is that incompatible with reporting? I think actually that's part of reporting. But it's very ominous. This, when you this get was up this, with the... you know, yeah. you know <laughs> what is right and you know what isn't right. So, I mean, the question I would ask President Xi is, are you very wonderful, extremely wonderful, or more than wonderful? 
I wonder if that would keep me in the room. Well, I'll tell you what, let's ask our listeners. I think I've sorted out our Morning Brew Facebook live thing, so get on the page, chuck up any questions you've can got there. Can I add there. it's in colour? It's in colour, too, yes. and you can actually see him today. Hopefully you can hear him as well. But Gosh. this reminds me of one of those, there are the known knowns, the known <laughs> yes. known knowns. And, well, and it's exactly that. It's exactly that. So this is the way that you keep everybody guessing and on their toes. And it's ominous, and it's particularly ominous when you say this, about the communications between the president. So he's not going to meet any ordinary people whatsoever. Right. The only vague interaction will be with the media, but they won't be anywhere close to him. I mean, they won't exactly be sort of, you know, sitting at, at, at anything other than a, a very remote distance from events. Mm. All of this now is exactly resembling the kind of... Well, I was going to say the kind of it is precisely the kind of this is precisely the way that the media is controlled in the mainland is they get a handout and they, they, they then told you report. This is what happened. We don't care what you saw. This is what happened. Read it out. Um, there are set piece press conferences. Do you remember? There's always one after the National People's Congress, for example, with a sort of cavernous room that, you, you know, you could put 39 elephants in and they'd still be lost in a corner. Hmm. And that's a big table at the top. Are they, are, are, is the boss usually the, um, in fact, always coming to think of it, the, 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 the Prime Minister of the day, uh, taking questions from the assembled hackery, which are entirely spontaneous, except for they've all been submitted and they're pre-selected. But other than that, they're spontaneous. Did you watch Putin's yearly television thing the other day? Well, he goes on for ages. That was so choreographed. Even every single yeah. new... You know, you could almost see the punters reading the questions. Yeah. That was... No excuses made for that. It, may, it, makes, you, it makes you mourn for the, uh, for the loss of Fidel Castro, who apparently used to give well, apparently he did give these six-hour speeches in front of the media, and you know mm. I mean, that was. Let's talk about what we do know that's happened right. over the past couple of uh, days. Then I want to get on to your general thoughts about things. So, what is getting local people really uptight? Well, the first thing is these great big yellow and red banners all over the place that are thankfully in um, not in simplified characters because that would just be paraffin. Well, that's not entirely true. Some of them are. Are actually, they? Okay. Yes. Well, the, the ones I've seen aren't. Uh, mm. But it's like we fervently da 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 all yes. this stuff. That's driving people nuts right now. Well, you know, it, it is introducing this culture of a one-party state in, into Hong Kong. Now uh, we, we're always told, you know, shut up, tremble and obey, get over it. We're part of China. You know, stop stop moaning about it. Part but, of China, yes. But, but you know, but. As we keep being told, we're one country, two systems. I mean, we either are or we aren't. It's yeah. like being, you know, half pregnant. You either are pregnant or you aren't. Half if you claim that Hong Kong is part of one country, two systems, it is not the same system that has the same volume of propaganda being blasted down everybody's ears. It is not the same atmosphere as you feel when you're in a one-party state. Now, to be fair... Hong Kong doesn't normally feel like that, but at this time of year, it's beginning to feel like that. Mm. I mean, even out in the sticks where I live, um, the old red flags are, are, are fluttering like bilio at the moment. But, you know, no, nothing against red, but you know, it's almost other colours are available. It's it's kind of almost like on these few days, any pretense is just out the window. This, I think this, I think this is what's I think happening. The party is, of pretense <laughs> is over. You know, the idea that. Um, when a state leader visits Hong Kong, they will actually <laughs> will actually meet people. I mean, this is actually billed as being... We, we've forgotten to mention this. It's actually being billed as being an inspection tour. So normally when you inspect something... Is it so? 
Yes, that's what it is. That is what it is billed as. Normally, when you inspect something, you know, like um, you know, like you go into factory and you say, "Well, how does this widget work?" And, mm-hmm. and you know, humble worker goes, "Well, my lord, it's very complicated, but actually, you know, I put this in here and I put that in there, and it comes out there." Carry on. One of those. Carry on. It's supposed to be one of those, but we're not even... The, the president isn't even going to see any widget makers in Hong Kong. That's that's not going to happen. He is apparently going to go to the West Kowloon project and cut a ribbon. That's that's good. That's that's the arts hub, you know, the thing which is a building site and may well become more than a building site um, as soon as the um, new Palace mu- uh, Museum oh. bit of it is built. The rest of it... Oh, it's not so important anymore. You know, it's kind of there. It's got paintings, paintings, some of which are quite old. Hmm. Don't know whether you knew that. They're not even buying new paintings. So the talk yesterday was the cops have been told to remove anything. This is just, you know, whether it's true or you, not. You I mean don't know. the 10,000 who are being mo- mobilised? Exactly. Remove anything that could be inflammatory. Yeah. That means anything that means, well, that daftness about the Queen Victoria statue. Yes. It's gone behind a barrier. No, they... I mean, don't Sorry. lie. Don't lie about it, for goodness sake. Well, this, is, this again, is this constant rewriting of history. You know, they, 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 they've decided that Victoria Park is going to be the site of this science exhibition. OK. Celebrating the PRC's triumphs in space. Uh, you, you know... Free the Shenzhou Six. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're blasting off to Victoria Park. The key in Victoria Park, and tell me if I'm being a bit obvious here, is the name, Victoria Park. Well, yeah. I wonder which Victoria <laughs> that's named after. Is it, you know, Victoria Shen down the road, Victoria Wong, or could it possibly be Queen, Queen Victoria, Victoria, whose statue is in the park and is now behind a, a wall? Because, what? you know, you forget the absolute unbearable suffering that Hong Kong went through for 150 years under imperialist domination. Does that Some mean... people have just haven't got any concept of how ghastly that was. Does that mean we're going to see a hoarding up in, in front of the statue of George VI in the Botanical Gardens? I hope so. No, we wanted it for a notice board. <laughs> yes, it's really important. That it's, no, no, no. What I always like is they usually say, are we doing this for hygiene reasons? Well, something like that. So hygiene and security are the two weasel words. You know, if in doubt, it's hygiene and security. Well, George VI, can I just say, for the record, is pretty unhygienic. I think the time to cover him over has come. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Can't even say a sentence properly. Exactly. me. You know what I'm and saying? And honestly, that statue never moves. It's a bit suspicious, but, if you ask me. But 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 I said, you know, there's a rumour or whatever. I don't know if this is true, but people are saying there's been, you know, a directive to remove anything that could be in any way. Well, is this only, nonsense uh, or only, is it well, true? Well, of course, he's not going very far. So President Xi is really going from the airport to... Wan Chai, which is more or less, he'll stay in the hotel. He won't even leave the hotel right. to go into the convention centre because you can do that without going outside the building. What through the? the oh, maybe the, the, that's the, why the, in the, the other hotel. Well, the the the, the Hyatt also has the same access because the rest of his entourage are there. Remember, both of those hotels have been in the usual paranoia where it can be completely cleared of other guests. Do you know, I wouldn't want to be so, working in Central. Is it Central Plaza, the big marble one with all the lawyers' offices and news offices? 
Oh, uh, well, uh, that's opposite. Yes, that, I don't know how that's, that's going to work. That's to the Renaissance. That is a nightmare well, there is any a, given there lunchtime. Is, there, is, there is a walkway. I wonder how that's going that's, to be working. That's what I mean. The, yeah, I wonder how that's going to be working. We, facts about that, no Who doubt. The, the listener may be able to provide that. Yeah. But, the, but meanwhile, I mean, that area is in total lockdown. You've got all these big barriers all over the place. You're quite right. Things, I mean, you don't have to guess. They are actually happening. <coughs> anything that will, you know, divert from the greater glory has been removed from view. Right. We're on Facebook Live. I'm going to keep it running. The news is on in about a minute or so, and then we're just going to come straight back after that. Before we do, Steve, I've got a couple of comments here. Colin says, don't forget the Royal Hong Kong Yacht Club. Won't be going there, though. No. Thank God. Absolutely not. It's in a corner anyway. We can ignore that. No, but if this Nobody is... Nobody mentioned it. Nobody mentioned it. If this it. is true, are we going to go back it's to covering the up main... The members of the Royal Hong Kong uh, Yacht Club t- had a vote about, um, you know, removing the Royal Appellation. And they kept and it. it. No, well, they kept it. Yeah. All right, then. Well, join us on Facebook Live if you want to. Morning Brew is the page. Let's get to the weather and, of course, the news right now. Radio 3 Weather. So, mainly fine and hot. Isolated showers, light to moderate southerly winds. Hot and sunny in the next couple of days and a few showers, a a few right showers over the weekend. (laughs) 30 degrees now and 73% humidity. It is 10.30. Sam has the headlines. Incoming Executive Council member Ronnie Tong says he believes a national security law may have to be enacted in Hong Kong before there can be universal suffrage here. The veteran Democrat admitted this wasn't a view he had held 20 years ago. Police in Australia have charged one of the most senior Roman Catholic cardinals, George Pell, with sexually abusing children. Cardinal Pell is in charge of the Vatican's finances and is considered to rank third in the hierarchy of the church. And the United States is introducing tough new security measures for flights into the country, but has stopped short of a threatened expansion of its carry-on laptop ban. I'll have the full stories at 11 o'clock. Okay, still in with Steve Vines. Let's push on. Morning Brew at RTHK if you want to get in touch. The old, old email way. Got something for you to read here, so let's Stephen Cook kick us off. Right, now this is an email. Uh, It says, I'm seriously trying to think it's time to dust off the passports, considering how the the future of Hong Kong is looking. That, incidentally... uh, I presume means foreign passports, which of course not many people have. Does he mean him split? I think or does he, he may mean... mean him, yeah. But he says, a new style of governments, bury your head in the sand. Contradict yourself every time the overlords tell you to do so. Deny that there is any internal interference from Beijing with the excuse that there's no evidence. Do nothing to prove otherwise. Way to go. Take Inspiring that apart. Take confidence, that apart a bit, Carrie. Yeah. Thanks for Stephen. So, go on then. Um, goodness. See you back in Blighty, boys, he says. Gosh. Well, strong words. take it both ways here, because he could be talking about people who are Hong Kong belongers, thinking, oh, my goodness, it is time to dust off the foreign passport, and if you've got one, good luck to you. Uh, and he could be talking about blokes like him who are expatriates. What do you reckon? Yeah, well, probably he's talking about both. I mean, the point is that there is an unusually high percentage of the population in Hong Kong who have an insurance policy, a.k.a. a foreign passport. Mm-hmm. And they will be used if, 
you know, if things turn dire. I, I don't actually think things have turned dire at the moment. But, you know, people take out insurance not because they want their houses to burn down, mm. but so they've got something left if they do burn down. So That's, that's what these passports floating all over the place are about. They're oh, insurance policies. Have we sort of gone past the point of no return in these two days, uh, in so much as the truth really will out? I mean, various political parties and pro-government newspapers, etc., can print uh, and write what they like, but this is a time when there's no two ways about it. Well, they think we're stupid. I mean, that's, that's the bottom line. You know, this, this volume of official propaganda works on the assumption that people are stupid. Now, there's two problems with this. A, people aren't stupid, and B, they no longer control the media in the way that it could be controlled when, you know, you had to have a lot of money to start a newspaper, you needed a lot of money to start a television station, etc., etc. I mean, even I've noticed that the, the old interweb Mm. is buzzing away with stuff. And, you know, this is where people get their information from. True and, or false, it, I mean, it's well, quite irrelevant. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a heady mixture, I'd only say that. But the fact of the matter is, the more that the mainstream media becomes, you know, monolingual and monovisual, the more people will just just not bother with it. Yeah. I want to say hi to Drake here, who's joined us on our Morning Brew Facebook page. He says, the $1 million question, can police-trained eagles snatch drones? Ah. Drones is an interesting topic. Drones is another interesting topic. I don't know whether they're... Actually, it's a good point. With this sort of security paranoia. And we're on high terrorist alert. Actually, from whom? Well, from that's, whom? That's something I else. Mean, that people, I, it's is, all there. Is, is Daesh, you know, busy, busy targeting Hong Kong? Is there a threat that Joshua Wong will take off his glasses and, oh, God, you know, God knows where Or bring his dad. Or bring his... Well, that is a bit scary. <laughs> I must admit, is a bit scary, but, you know. I mean, what what is this high terrorist alert? Normally, when there's a high terrorist alert, you've actually identified mm. who it is is going to commit the terrorism. I, I assume, I don't know, but I assume that the Wan Chai and Tamar area will be, you know, no drone verboten during these next few days. Well, until somebody somewhere else flies one that's longer range. Yeah, I well, mean, you know, it's... I don't know. And it's I almost mean, like these guys are taking it as a challenge. Well... I mean, it is, a, you know, there is, uh, let's face it, when you have a national leader visiting anywhere, there is, there is security considerations. The question is, how much do you dislike and distrust the average Joe in the street as to have to say that our security considerations have judged that the people of Hong Kong are potentially all likely to do something very horrible if they come in contact with a state leader? Mm. That's a very ghastly assumption and it belies the official propaganda of you know happy clappy 20th anniversary uh, mind you if you want to read something really really amusing and i recommend it your to article everyone. on hong kong free press <laughs> no that's just brilliant okay <laughs> <laughs> i'm talking about music it's that it, it's the the new government booklet in which cy learn marks his own homework yes and and so he's actually produced his bilingual so it's not just for chinese readers you can anybody can get it oh and it's free and it's worth cantonese every... and klingon right <laughs> <laughs> it's mainly in klingon actually okay, go on. but um you know it's certainly priced to sell at free um and in there you you can find the stellar achievements of uh, uh, Cyril during the last five years, or is it four years, or is it 20 years? It's, it just seems to have been forever, <coughs> during which he's been uh, um, um, chief executive. Apparently, during those years, he's, he's done much for democratic development because he's presided over four elections. Fair play. 
Who knew? Um, he's um, he's apparently been responsible for GDP growth. Again, that's that's something that nobody but Cyril himself seems to know about. Nice one, Cyril. He's 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 honestly the things he's done. He's solved the housing problem. Well, I'm slightly exaggerating, but he's made great strides, which is why there are more people on the housing waiting lists than ever before in the history of Hong Kong. Um, he's done much to alleviate poverty, which is why a fifth of the population lives in poverty, etc., etc. I mean, you know, when I mark my own homework, I I also will give me myself a triple A for you know almost everything. Because you can. I want to say hi to Brian here, who says, Really, Mr Vines, tight security for the president, one of the most important countries in the world? Of course there is. Have a look at the president of the free world. He's too frightened to even visit the UK. I think he'd be in for a good seeing, too, if he did, though. He said, Did you see Trump mingle with the public in South? So the fact they have security for the president is a non-story. Well, logic. actually, that's not true. Yeah, that's that. That's. I mean, I have to say that that's not a valid comparison. Um, nobody mingles freely with with people in Saudi. So that you know, <laughs> it's that, true. That's hardly worth talking about. But the question is, does he mingle freely with, or, or does he ever expose himself to American citizens? And the answer is that even Donald Trump. A man for whom the word modesty has never been in the vocabulary. Mm. Even Donald Trump occasionally, very occasionally, gets an airing out in public where people get within spitting who are not fully paid up members of the Donald Trump fan club. So I'm sorry, that's that's a total not-sit-what's-it um, comparison. I think we need to just get a little and bit... And can I say... Saudi Arabia is a very fine country. And Brian's banned. And he's banned, yes. <laughs> yes. I think we should get a little bit serious. I was just thinking as you're speaking there now. So we've got all these kids, and kids, goodness me, I mean, young people uh, chaining themselves to the golden turnip last night and all yes. that sort of stuff. Now... As not fully reported in, in the mainstream media here. Well, actually, no. Um, mm. But anyway, so celebration, rejoicing, this, that and the other, they will tell you this is nothing to celebrate. I mean, when I was a kid and i mean a kid there was always something to celebrate and let's be frank that it's getting less and less things for these guys and to... I, I would love to do a compare and contrast you know I, mean? I think i mentioned it on on this very program before but let's remind ourselves 20 years ago when the um handover occurred there was a sense of celebration oh boy, People oh boy. Were, were enthusiastic i mean you know absolutely etched in my memory is going up to lock my child to see the pla <coughs> come into Hong Kong yeah. in the pouring rain. I mean, people were not told to go there as they are to <coughs> official events these days. They they just turned up and they were enthusiastic and they were cheering them and coming across the border. Do you honestly think that 20 years on, without having a renter mob, you could get that sort of enthusiastic crowd to come out in the in the torrents of rain? And when did that start, the renter mob thing? It's I the most open it, secret. It is <laughs> one of the... Yeah, I, I mean, it's hard to say when it... It's, it's interesting. I'm, I'm trying to Occupy. reflect on this. I, I think <coughs> Occupy, which after all was only two years ago, or two and a half, um, uh, was probably the trigger for that. But um, it certainly accelerated after that. You know, this this constant idea of bussing people around, giving them free meals, etc., etc., Probably it did exist before then, but not on the same scale. It's almost... 
I don't. I mean, it's just so. No, it, it, it's just so not done. Very. Uh, it's done so unsubtly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, those lines of buses are often a bit of a giveaway. Plus the lunch boxes. I've never looked inside those lunch boxes. I'm guessing that hmm. I wouldn't turn out for one of those. But that's me. Give us, give us another little memory from that night. Everybody's got one. Perhaps you've got one. Just join well, us that, on that, Facebook that, if what, you want. I mean, what what be, because it was such a. I, I know people go on about this, but it really was an amazingly wet day. Oh, no kidding. And I <laughs> I have another memory, which um, <laughs> which was um, the British handover ceremony. Sorry, the British um, ceremony in Tamar. That wasn't the handover. This was before. The big handover ceremony took place in the convention centre, which is where President Xi will be tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But the, the handover ceremony... Um, in Tamar, which was basically for the troops. Remember, there was a British garrison here, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> what I remember was a very solemn speech being delivered by um, Chris Patton, who was obviously the governor at that time, and sitting next to him, looking as though he'd just eaten the worst meal in his entire life, was Prince Charles, who, who who really obviously didn't like the fact that it was so wet and damp. And he looked like a man who so didn't want to be there. Now, he was obviously there as the representative of, of the head of state. Um, and, you know, he has duties. He's, he's, he's usually quite good on these foreign trips. You know, he, he kind of puts on a fixed grin uh, and clasps his hands behind his back and yeah. looks as though, you know, um, he's he's as rea- uh, relaxed as the average signpost is. But on this occasion, boy, talk about an unhappy camper. I don't know what it was. You know the famous thing yeah, that he, yeah, told yeah, yeah. His, on, on, uh, he told his aides, you know, he met the Chinese leadership. He said it was like being with a bunch of waxworks. He, he didn't the appalling like old waxworks. <laughs> and the other thing that he didn't like was... Um, when um, Britannia sailed out on, you know, just after the stroke of midnight, yeah. from, in fact, from pier behind the convention centre, yes. um, there, was, there were quite a lot of people around, but they were cheering for Chris Patton. He was sort of, he had a sort of bit role in <laughs> all of that. Just... And he was saying, boat's leaving, boat's leaving, um, I say, um, you know, let, let's clamber aboard. It was as people who follow this thing may know it was in fact the last time that the royal yacht uh britannia performed any official function yeah and because they because it was on its last legs it didn't of course sail back to britain it just sailed off to the philippines which was the nearest <laughs> which point was that, under the circumstances a really good yeah. idea <laughs> uh, and then they got that you know cheap ticket that got them back to london yeah. which, which which was good let's go to a couple of emails here i want to say hi to john we were talking about hotels right at the beginning john says cheaper question mark they booked the entire grand hire the entire renaissance and 250 rooms at the airport hotel he says a few million dollars there of taxpayers money let's go to paul who said if not demosisto kids who are his enemies that require this full level of security that's one uh, if if not the you know if it's not the demosisto yeah. kids and also pete let's see what pete says he says now we know that cy learn has done a fantastic job over the past five years source cy learn perhaps it's time for steve to give credit where it's due in his last morning brew before cy rides triumphantly into the sunset he said i won't hold my breath he said unfortunately cy will be back in his new role as hong kong's meddler in chief nice one pete 
Well, that, and he Pete raises an interesting question, which I have to say is is, is buzzing around the old uh, cyberspace. Go on then. You know, will will C.Y. Leung in his new role as a state leader be overshadowing the actual chief executive of Hong Kong, Carrie Lam? This now, is a new dynamic too, isn't it? it? It's an interesting dynamic because C.Y. Leung is a very big player. He's not the greatest, but he's a very big player. You know, it's like people who play snooker every day of the week but still can't actually get the ball in the little pocket. But he, he's, he's, he's a lot out there playing politics in Beijing. <coughs> he's very much tried to align himself with the mainstream uh, Xi Jinping faction, which is, frankly speaking, the only faction that counts in yeah. the leadership. Now. Now. That's the point, isn't it? Now. Because nothing is forever. So at the moment, I would think his scope for being able to second-guess and to say to state leaders, oh, you know, that Carrie Lamb, she's very capable, but... Um, she got right under my she skin. She got under my skin, and so. you know what? She certainly sometimes wears smelly socks. I'm not saying anything negative, but you should be aware of that. This is all speculation so all, on your part, of course. pure speculation based on absolutely zero. Mm. <laughs> but there is a distinct possibility of, of this happening. I mean, you remember that... C.H. Tung also took a state leader's role after he was kicked out. Oh, sorry, resigned for health reasons. Mm. And uh, so there is a parallel. Now, C.H.'s way of doing things wasn't actually to meddle. He didn't sort of go around telling the Chinese leadership, you know, uh, my successor, Donald Jung, although he's a crook, shouldn't have said that, Um, you know, he's doing all right. I mean, his view was to be the sort of avuncular uncle Uh, going around stirring up boredom in every possible uh, place he could stir up boredom. But, you know, I don't think C.Y. Leung's personality is quite the avancular uncle. Avancular isn't really part of his uh, DNA, I would say. Mm. Quite whatever the opposite of that is. Yes, it's (laughs) non-avancular. Right, one more. I see you. Oh, go on. Uh, Just let me do this. One more from Brian. He says, regarding activist (laughs) protests, not reported in print because the deadline closed... Um, it's on the SCMP online. Sure, it is Brian, but I think he's talking about the immediacy of the of the story and and the angle that anybody takes this story. I read it myself, so I know what he's on about here. Uh, Mr. Vine's ex-print man should understand about printing deadlines. Well, they don't exist anymore. I mean, in the well, big- they don't exist precisely because of of um, cyber cyber printing. But actually, um, the the timing wasn't that disadvantage disadvantageous, I should say. That, that was within the print deadlines. I do happen to know and something I don't about think, this I, stuff. Yeah, and I don't think these days anybody will say, hello, I must wait for the newspaper to come yes, out. Yes. You know, you go straight online yeah, and you see exactly, who's got there first. Exactly. Yeah. And I tell you and, who got there got first their last, last night in English, it was the new kids on the block, and you know who I'm talking about. Hong Kong Free Press, I presume you're talking they about. They got yeah. there like... Oh, good for them. Off like a prom dress. Good for them. Excellent. All right, Good then. job, boys. Yeah, well, a uh, couple more minutes here with Steve because uh, we carried on straight through the news. Well, Ho- hopefully nothing kicks off over the weekend, but uh, just well, th- I, thoughts... Well, my, my um, non-mystic mystic Meg prediction is that there will be a very big rally starting off from... Well, actually, the, the same people who are organising the July 1st rally said there'll be one Jim's our choice. on, on Friday, not- tomorrow. There, there's various yeah. events planned. I think it will be quite a big event. I mean, my great hope is that it will be a peaceful event. Certainly. Just we have a lot of people, but it will be entirely peaceful. Because, you know, giving an excuse to paint opposition to the government as being violent and being nothing else but some 
in some way a terroristic type threat yeah. is first of all untrue but it's but there are idiots around plus and this is what worries me very very much there are definitely agent provocateurs around as well so i hope the overwhelming majority of people who take part in protests will ignore those people push them to one side and say you know in hong kong we do peaceful protests we do them big and we do them you know be doing without throwing stuff around. Mm. I hope that's what happens. Also, on the subject of the... I mean, if you saw it last night, you know, the guys the guys stood uh, and some locked themselves onto the Golden Bauhinia thing after the draping of the black cloth yeah. over it the other day. The cops got pretty aerated about it yesterday. They arrested uh, about 20-odd people, didn't they? Well, they all, they all went down one by <coughs> one and they were saying they were saying to themselves, even Lung Kwok Hung, he was just yelling a bit, but he went completely without, uh, without kicking and screaming. This is what civil disobedience is all about. That, that, yeah. was, that was the point... Uh, you know, last night it was quite interesting to watch, and they were saying to each other, "If you twist your, if they twist your arms and stuff, say so, straight away." So this was almost like a, a little textbook civil demonstration. Yeah. Uh, last night, quite interesting. Well, as I say, I, I assume there will be. I mean, that was a quite small protest. I assume it'll be on a much bigger scale. I, I'm absolutely confident that that President Xi won't see a thing of it. He will be shielded from that in its entirety. Um, Carrie Lam will. Uh, presumably um, be repeating the mantra that she's now taken to, 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 to repeating quite often is if I see or hear anything I don't like I'll say I don't didn't see it and didn't hear it. I thought you were going to say strong and stable. <coughs> oh, no, that, that one's gone a bit... The, the shine has gone off that particular remark. But, I mean, it is interesting, you know, this quite interesting BBC interview she did where she was asked about the booksellers, and she said, well, you know, I personally didn't know anything about that. I didn't see anything. It's all very hazy and unproven. Well, you know, good luck, Carrie. If that's going to be your line... Hmm... Go for it. Let's just do a couple of PSs here. Belinda, hello. She says, a great wall of barriers all around Hong Kong, but uh, but covering the Queen Victoria statue? Really? That's just going overboard. Talking of barriers, I think it's really going to be... And she's very small, Queen Victoria. <laughs> no. I think it's all going up and gone up right now. So, I mean, the word is avoid one child like the plague if you are driving, yes. because it just won't happen. Yes. There's a very bizarre... You know the um, this new Chinese aircraft carrier is going to be visiting Hong Kong. And there's a very bizarre story in the post today, which says one child doesn't need to worry about this. And I think, worry about this? Why, why would Meaning they need what? to worry about... Well, apparently, according to the six-year-old who wrote this, um, when, for example, American uh, large ships draw into Victoria Harbour, which is now called the People's Harbour, in case anybody wondered, um, some of their chaps get off the boat and go to the one chai and have drinks. I see. And apparently that's something that worries one chai. I would have thought people own the bars there. Don't worry about that at all. <laughs> and Drake... These, these, these Chinese naval personnel aren't oh, allowed God, to do that. They're, they're allowed to stay on the ship. They're allowed to. Uh, <coughs> Drake corrects us. You're quite right. I was watching this. I should know. He says, not young. The eldest detainee was 61. Now, Drake, I think he was the first guy that walked off uh, with the cops last oh. night when they started arresting people. But point taken, I could, you know... Yeah, I think of 61 as quite young, but hey... <laughs> One day. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> All right, then. So what are you going to be doing over the weekend? Apart oh, well, from most people are going to be hiding somewhere, yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I, I will be uh, doing... Uh, oh, God, I'm actually going to be doing a bit of journalism. <laughs> See ya.